content warnings, romance, deception, and the manipulations of the pervertedly powerful. Hello, my agonies. For the next two episodes, we'll be playing Passiones de las Passiones by Brandon Leon Gambetta. We also have a guest with us, Melon. You can find their amazing art at Melonkind in social media and the other five sites in the internet. We would also like to thank Worker B and Jean Calvar for their support for this show. And now, let's see what's on. Previously, in Leones de los Leones, the court of Akodo Araso moves to the Temple of the Future, located northwest of the city of Honor Sacrifice, gathering for the auspicious wedding of Akodo Taturi and Izawa Keede. We pan out to see the beautiful countryside, sacred to the highest nobility of the Lion Clan, as we see the entourage of the Phoenix Clan arriving to the temple. We see the two Yojimbo escorting the bride. We see both the assumed future champion of the Phoenix Clan, none other than Shiba Tetsu on one side. On the other, we see a phoenix of humble birth that seems familiar with these lands, having tried, having spent their youth in the territory of the Akodo. And Izawa Keede steps forward, revealing a beautiful smile as she romances the camera and wins the love of the audience. We turn to another scene in one of the many luxurious quarters saved for visitors as we see one of the few guests that have chosen to attend the wedding instead of the funeral of the Emerald Champion, Doji Satsume. We see Hideyakamo. Hideyakamo carefully dismounts from his great warhorse, muddy from weeks of travel from the wall. He shrugs off a great cloak over his shoulders, letting it drop on top of the horse's saddle. Stretching from his great journey, he walks forward. Yakimo smiles, thinking of his encounter with the Matsu family daimyo the previous night. Matsu Suko. The two had very quickly gotten into a fierce competition of boasts, showing off battle scars and one-upping each other in claims of victory. The game had reached such a fervor that, in the heat of the moment, Yakumo snatched up a cup and splashed Suko in the face with wine. He chuckled to himself. It had looked proper. The Matsu heiress, the proud lion warrior, drenched and aghast. He did hope he would run into her again. We get to another scene at the center of the temple complex. The mastermind of this arrangement, the one that so that he can prove to his clan that he does not demand anything that his family will not do themselves, is offering his own brother in a marriage to the phoenix. We see Akodo Arasu. Arasu is speaking to several servants, barking orders, trying to make sure that the entirety of this wedding goes perfectly without a hitch. He commandingly walks through the room, making little adjustments that don't really need to be made, but just because he wants everything to be just so. And as he does so, a courier comes up to him. 
from this courier, he takes a letter, looks down at it, and smiles, for he realizes that he has been given mission that he needs to take control of the River of Gold as its sworn protector. He thinks about the summer to come and the things that he will accomplish. And in a more somber quarter, a series of shrines dedicated to the ancestors of the Matsu family, where the head of the family presides over her followers as they prepare for the wedding on their own ways. We see Matsu Tsuko. Tsuko is sitting at the shrines, just trying to give herself some time to process what's going to take place over the next few days, uh, how it all plays into what she wants. And one of the small group of, let's not say thugs, let's say muscular companions that she keeps around who do jobs for her, rush in with a letter just as she's about to place some offerings before the shrine. And she takes the letter, looks at it, fury sparks in her eyes as she realizes that the contents of this mean everything that she'd planned for this wedding is going to go horribly wrong. And the tray of offerings in her hands snaps in half from the force of how tightly she grips it and everything goes falling to the floor, broken in front of her. We get back to the Phoenix delegation as Kaede retires to her room and Tsukune is left to her own devices, exploring the temple of the future. And somehow a messenger delivers a letter by mistake to her. Tsukune looks over at this letter and she probably finds like some some clear sign that this isn't meant for her or Kaede. And she looks around to try and see if there's uh, to try and see if there's anyone else that this uh you know may have been intended to, but she doesn't really find anyone. Does she open it? She ponders on it and she is very curious about it, uh, especially since the letter um, seems to be, uh, it seems to have perfume. So she's very curious about the contents of this letter and who it was addressed to. I think she will probably try to open it in a way that uh, she can later close it again and make it seem like it wasn't open at all. You open it and to your surprise, you realize that uh, disguised as a letter of courtly romance seems to be a letter by one of the other guests, Bayushi Yujiro, addressed to Akodo Arasu. And it's proposing that they meet during the wedding and discuss how to make their alliance to the Scorpion clan official. And finally... Just in one part of the complex the bride is preparing, we see the groom getting ready for his wedding. But he's thinking about the words of his friend back into the capital, Otatsu-san Ushi, as Doji Ataru had a request for him. 
Totori is looking at a mirror, carefully adjusting, making sure he looks as presentable as possible. But the words of Hotaru to <clears throat> where Hotaru made him promise that Totori would do the best he could to get Arasu to reveal who they were going to attack in summer, to either give the crane time to defend themselves or to give them time to launch diplomacy and prevent any undue harm, is clearly playing very heavily upon him. And we're going to kick off with Tutori. So, Tutori, you are going to be a lion only for the next few hours. After the wedding, you're going to join the Phoenix Interage, and you are expecting to depart Phoenix lands as soon as possible. So, how do you communicate to the audience uh, your state of mind? Tatori, so the audience sees Tatori nervously pacing back and forth, um, carefully checking everything that he can do for the wedding before looking at the door and clearly considering if he's going to go talk to Arasu now or wait until after the wedding. He sighs, kind of heavy, just and calls for a servant to have Arasu come see him. So, Arasu, it seems like your little brother has something to say before the wedding. So, how do you go for him? Well, uh, I think I leave him to wait for just a moment, but he is my little brother, so I care very much about him. As soon as I can, I come bustling into the tent where he is preparing, and I say, what troubles you, little brother? What can I do to help final hours as a member of our clan. Uh, so, are you concerned about this? Do you think that uh, there might be something here out of place? Or do you think everything is under control? Um, I think it's more, it's almost like a pulse check because um, I want to make sure I'm definitely appearing like, I, like everything is under control. That's definitely sort of how I present myself, but I don't I think he wants to be sure. Um, I, I might have a move for this. Oh, wait, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I misunderstood that. I know you don't. Uh, so I have three questions to ask from you. Have you been intimate with this person recently? Romantically? No. Well. But like emotionally, maybe? Mm, probably not. We do not see it. Are you free of other distractions? God, no. Uh, are you keeping your hands clean? Uh, yes. Okay, so roll 2d6 plus 1. That is a 12. Okay, so you can ask two questions of spot something out of place. How does your character feel about blank? What are you planning? How could I get your character to blank? What do you have of value or use? What's your character hoping to get from blank? Um, how does your character feel about... No, you know what? Um, what are you planning? Um... I am planning on appealing to your sense of duty and familial responsibility to get you to tell me where our next step is. What is... Hmm. I'm stuck between two and I don't know. What is Satori hoping to get from asking me these questions? I'm hoping to, hoping to get enough information to keep my word. Okay. So, it seems like it's 
not just an innocent chat that your brother wants to have to you. He's clearly someone that wants to talk with you. The question is, is it as a chat between brothers or between Lord and Vassal? I think um, even as I am saying, you know, tell me what's bothering you. Is there, uh, would it be reasonable that there would be something to drink in the room? Tea or sake, preferably alcohol, but is that out of place in this context, Ludo? I mean, it's the tourist room, is it? There's probably tea, but I doubt sake. Then I think uh, Aratu would stride across the room, even if he's saying this, and he goes and immediately just pours tea uh, for Katuri and then for himself and hands him a cup. And uh, as he or as he's speaking, he says, tell me what is on your mind. Well, Arasu, um, I was curious. I know you always have, you're always certain in your actions and I've always planned farther ahead than I have. Would you mind telling me what your next step is after the wedding? I want to make sure that I don't take any roads that could become dangerous. This point, I think that the pieces are on the board, little brother. I know not exactly where we intend to head from here, but for the moment, I simply wish to foster positive relations between us and our good friends in the Phoenix Clan. You are quite a prize, and I am certain that you will make how true is that? How much are you telling that is a lie? Um, it's about half true. Um, to some extent, I have like, I, obviously, I could, I could not care less whether or not it is a happy marriage. Really, um, I, but like also, um, you know, I, I care if Taturi stays happy. I don't really care if. Aide is happy, and I am trying to foster positive relations, but it's more because I want the Phoenix and the Crane to not be cool. So, do you pressure your brother? Oh. No, I mean Taturi. Does Taturi press Arasu? Do I want to press the issue now or wait until he's in a... Taturi's going to sigh a little bit, uh, take a sip of the tea, and just... Of, of course, Arasu. Um, we'll have to catch up after the wedding. I just want to go over some of the maps of the roads, and I know you're more familiar with them than I am. Anything that I can do to help speed your passage to your new home, I am happy to do, younger brother. Now, hurry up. Make sure that you are all in your, or in your finery. We only have a few hours left. And he smiles this big... It doesn't look fake, but it is a big, fake smile. And says, I will see you soon. And he walked back out. So you want something else from the scene, Toturi? Um, with that, I, I think that's okay. I think that's all I wanted from the scene. So, we go to the bride complex, and uh, Sukune, you are playing Go with Shibetetsu, your old friend outside of Kayete's room, killing your time. And that's who is being pretty charming. Ah, it's so good that uh, I was able to come here with you. You know the Lion Clan better than anyone. We are really lucky to have you 
here. Once I get uh, my position as clan champion, I'll remember that, my friend, and I'll give you the posting that you want. If this is a friendship to maintain, we're going to need something like you to be the bridge between the true clans. What do you say? Thank you for the kind words, Tetsu-san. He's trying to be uh, friendly and smug, you know, because he assumes that he's going to be selected by the soul of Shiva. Mm. Well, everyone assumes. It's not like this comes from out of nowhere. And he he still, he was, he, his family was friends to your family and you were in friendly terms so far. Uh, and he definitely has appreciated having your company during the journey. And he's kind of figuring, hey, uh, you are still unmarried. Maybe you can find also a lion to further solidify this. And, you know, or you want maybe to get a, a diplomat position or something else because you are close to this clan. And uh, he's genuinely trying to be, uh, you know, courteous to you, repay you for your service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Sukune probably says something like, um, I suppose we'll see where the wind takes us. Yes, there's not much sense in making plans ahead, is it? And that's when the door slides and you can see a very frustrated Kaede poking out. Listen, I need the best seamstress you can find urgently. And uh, she is looking from each of you, but uh, Tetsu is kind of looking at you and with his pleading like, you are the one that knows lions. You're probably going to handle this better. Sukuna looks back at Tetsu and then back at Kaede and immediately gets up <laughs> and ready to go look for that seamstress. And you can see just Kaede's sigh of relief. You are, you are sent by the fortunes to Sukuna-san. What would be of me without you? And she goes inside and starts berating the servants as that's, uh, Tetsu just shoves aside the ghost set and you live into the garden surrounding the guest complex. And who do you want to have a scene with? Who do you want to encounter on your way? Hmst. I'm trying to decide between Arasu and Tsuko. Oh, let's make this really easy. Sam, are you back? <laughs> I guess not. I guess it's going to be Tsuko. Tsuko time. Woo! Yeah, so so Tsuko, uh, what are you doing in the gardens? What are you doing in the gardens very near to the place where all the phoenix are? And you know that just 50 meters from you, protected only by a thin layer of uh, wood and paper, is Izawa Ked. I mean, obviously I'm meditating and doing nothing else. And I'm definitely not surrounded by, you know, some of my kind of muscular friends. Um, And I'm definitely not talking to them about, you know, the different places that I want them to, you know, maybe be uh, listening in on. Um, But I'm also definitely not hanging around in the hopes that I can just, you know, happen to randomly uh, walk in, uh, not walk in. um, I'm definitely not hanging around just in the hopes that I might casually bump into Shiba Tsukune. I would never. That that would just be silly. 
Yeah, so I guess that Sukune steps into the gardens and sees this scene with uh, Matsu Tsuko surrounded by her um, group, <laughs> which totally seems like they're meditating. <laughs> and she will look surprised and say, Oh, Matsu-san, I, I didn't know uh, you were having... Uh, group meditation session um, right outside of the room of uh, my ward, yes. Well, you see, Shiva-san, if, if I'm very honest, these gardens are the very best place to meditate. And as you, you must know, the lion, you know, we're all about doing things as a unit, making sure everybody's on the same page tactically, Sometimes meditation alone makes sense, but sometimes you have to meditate with others so that you all know that you're on the same wavelength before you go into war. And were it not for the wedding, this would be where we normally carry out this important practice. Um, I hope that you don't take offense at us being here. I would never want to offend you. Uh, no, uh, of course not. It's uh, the gardens around uh, these rooms are particularly um well tends to um and <laughs> they are um may i ask why what brings you to them today well i was actually um on my way to find um a seamstress for my ward a seamstress why what could have happened she seems to be having trouble finding the perfect um the perfect clothing for the wedding. You know how it is. The price has to be perfect. So I've heard. And she just kind of looks down slightly and then uh, locks eyes again with uh, Tsukune. Um, but you're in luck. I, I do happen to know an excellent seamstress. Um, my friend Muneko here is fantastic with needle and thread. It's her embroidery would elevate any piece of clothing to the point where not only would her skill hide a tear, a rip, uh, it would add a pattern that makes people think that that had always been part of the garment's original design. Oh, well, that's very fortunate that I would find someone so skilled right outside. Um, I guess that makes my job easier. <laughs> Fortunate indeed. It must be a sign that this wedding uh, is destined to be a lucky one. And Ludo, my plan is, if it makes sense, <laughs> to have one of my thugs just maybe make the dress a bit bad because I don't like this wedding because Arasso was in charge of planning it and I'm mad at him. Yeah, the question first and foremost is, is Shiva Tsukune fine with this? With, uh, are you suspecting anything? Are you thinking, oh, it's just one of the hosts being a good host? Hmm, is there, let me see the moves. Uh, yeah, I was looking at that. I mean, that will probably be uh, spot something out of place. Okay, so have you been intimate with Tsuku recently? 
I think this counts. Uh, are you free of other distractions? Uh, I'd say I'm very distracted right now. <laughs> I think she would be. Yeah. Are you still thinking about the letter or what? Uh, okay. Uh, and are you in over your head? Am I? <laughs> um, I mean, kind of. You are interacting with the family, Daniel. Uh, you are kind of questioning their intent. So, yeah. So, roll to the six plus two. Let's see. Okay, so you can ask two questions. Mm, is there anything about the person that uh, Suko told me about that um, would contradict what she told me about this person being a very good seamstress? Um, Moneko is um, just... Uh, She's just a, um, it, she's very obviously a soldier. Um, and that doesn't mean that she can't have artistic interests. Um, but when you look at her hands, her fingers don't seem to have that sort of nimble quality that would make sense for embroidery. And, um, you know, someone who does a lot of embroidery, embroidery would probably have a lot of calluses on their fingertips, um, and you mostly see calluses all over her hand, which is kind of more like, you know, swords. <laughs> um, so yeah, like she's, she's a very unlikely looking candidate and she might just also be kind of slow blinking slightly, trying to be like, yes, I am a seamstress. <laughs> what is your second question? My second question is... Hmm, is my second question. Maybe Sukuni would be looking at the rest of the group's reaction to what Suko said and uh, she would be well, I guess the question is if any of the other people of that group seem uh, if they are showing any sign of like confusion <laughs> or just Something that could point towards this just being uh, not true. So uh, these these five people are like uh, Suko's like band of. I mean, it says thugs in the playbook, but I don't want to call them thugs. They're her friends, um, kinda. Um, so they're used to her doing stuff. Um, or like, uh, demanding things of them that maybe don't make sense. Um, and, uh, having to go along with it, like, uh, they don't really get to question it. They're not in a position where they can, um, especially because of how angry she gets after. Um, but they're also not like trained in deception in any way. They're just like people who get told what to do and do it. So some of them probably have similar kinds of expressions of like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, Maneko can sew. Like, uh, yeah, that makes sense today. Why not? Um, there's there's probably just, like, a lot of little uh, giveaways on their faces that, like, maybe that they find this kind of weird, but at the same time, they're used to it. So there's definitely, like, room for doubt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so you read this from the situation, and you get... 
a shield on your spine that something is wrong here. At the same time, it's someone of higher status that clearly is offering a service. That And it's also Tsuku, someone that uh, makes your heart skip a bit. So do you accept even without the, with these reservations or you try to get away with it, uh, with saying no? Yeah, this is a situation where Tsukuno, Tsukune's heart is saying yes and her brain is saying no. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's any... At least I can't think of a way for her to uh, refuse uh, this offer without So you want to refuse it? Yeah, I think she would want to refuse, but isn't sure how to do it without like uh, offending Tsuka. Yeah, I think it's a clear case of manipulator superior. So you want the thing that you want is that uh, you want the uh, you want to say no without offending them. So the question is, have you caught Suku in a good mood? I think she's like background bad mood at wedding, but like a good mood because Sukune is here. Uh, so it's like a positive spike in an otherwise negative like background line. Does Tsukune well-being directly affect Tsukus? I think she'd be sad if if Tsukune was sad. Like um, I know she's doing this thing, and and uh, Tsukune could potentially get in trouble, but she does care about her well-being a lot in her own weird way. Uh. Yeah, so the question to Tsukune is, are you in over your head? I would say yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you're going to be rolling uh, 2d6, 2d6 plus 3? I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> that means really bad. Uh, I think the very first thing is, Tsuko, how do you let the audience know how offended you are and frustrated at your plan being so easily Foiled by Sukune quickly apologizing and uh, finding an excuse to just get away. Oh, this is this is uh, angry and sad times right here. Um, she's gonna uh, just clench her fists again because that's how you let people know you're angry. And um, just you know, uh, there's probably a rock on the ground because they're in the garden, and she's gonna pick it up and just throw it. <laughs> after Sukune leaves. And um, yeah, I guess we could be even more over the top. Um, and maybe she's got like a little, uh, whatever, like the Rokugani equivalent of a locket with a photo is. Um, just like a little painting um, or like um, a charm or something. Like maybe um, when uh, she and Sukune were younger, uh, they went uh, to a festival together and they bought matching charms and, you know, she just, like, she's always kept it on her because, you know, she loves Sukune, like at first as a bestie and then as, oh, you know, maybe more. Um, and she just, you know, looks at it and glares at it and crumples it up. Um, and it's just, you know, it's less, you know, how dare she say no because I'm, I'm the important Matsu Daimyo and it's more like, uh, oh, you know, she she's not going along with it. You're like, we're supposed to be, you know, close and rah. She's just mad. So, Sukune, as you excuse yourself and leave the gardens, 
do you feel cornered as if there was no good solution there and you start to have a very bad feeling about the whole thing or you feel lovelorn as you you are hurt by this feeling that you have failed the one you love hmm. i think lovelorn is more uh, makes more sense here Okay, so mark the condition lovelorn, and we end this scene. And Sam, are you back? Yes, I am back. Okay, so after that little shot with your brother, you realize that you really don't have much time, and there is always so much stuff to do when you are the Lion Clan champion. So what you want to get done before the wedding? That's a great question. You know, there's so much to do. Um, just a matter of who do I want to intimidate for no reason. Yeah, how do you choose to put the fear of the Accordo into that? I feel like my go-to thing is just... I just assume that Tuko is doing some shit that I don't want to be happening. And I think I would want to sort of see if I can figure out what she is up to. Hmm. Interesting. Do I approach her or do I approach someone else to do this? I think I would approach someone else. Okay. Uh, so who do you want to summon? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should just summon her. Yeah, I think I do. Actually, I think I, I think I summon her. Um, and I, but like, I make it like one of those things where, um, I send a messenger to go like summon her to me. Um, and I tell her that I need to speak to her immediately. I make it very unnecessarily like, just like come the fuck over here and then um I make sure that when uh Tuko gets there that uh, I make her wait anyways. Okay, so do you know about their past? Uh yes. Have you been intimate before? Yes. Are you keeping your hands clean? For now. Okay, roll two D six plus three. Ten. Okay, so you, so Tsuko agrees to meet with you to discuss things in good faith, and you can set two uh, stipulations about the meeting. Um, I'm going to say that she is not to bring any of her friends. Um, and I'm trying to think of other ways that I can just be a turd. Um, I don't know, Charlie. What would be another way that I could really just just piss off, just piss off to you? Hmm. Well, not to interrupt. Sorry, this idea came to me, and I have to voice it. Have it somewhere that was super emotionally important to you. Ooh, yeah, that's very good. Where did we? Where was our spot? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Where Where was the first place we realized? Oh, it's love. 
Like, were we fighting? Were we having like a conversation about fucking economics? Like, it, what about what if it was in a dojo? Yeah. What if we? Yeah, we were just like we were. It's the whole you know sword fighting, but it's like dancing to us. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I say that it has to be. Uh, it has to be there, and uh, and that she is to come along. Sounds like a booty call. <laughs> From the Lion Clan champion? Yeah. I mean, listen. <laughs> Things get lonely. I, no, it's not. Um, no, I just, I, I, I'm mostly just doing it because I think that it'll uh, sort of catch you, or it'll catch Sugo on her back foot. Um, oh, I definitely will. Yeah, and uh, that way I can figure out what the fuck she's doing because I know she's doing some shit. Yeah. Yeah, so Tsuko, how do you arrive? Oh, this is... At this call by your lord and former lover. This is, this is difficult because this is, where, this is where, you know, we realize that how perfect we were for one another. Um, and being on my own is weird. Um, I'm mostly angry that um, I have to talk to him at all because um, I'm still angry that we broke up. And uh, I'm also super, super angry about um, how things went in the garden with Sukune. Uh, so when she shows up, it's just furious, but confused. Um, yeah, when she arrives, I am, I think, um, just practicing through some forms. Um, which is, it's not something I really need to do very often at this point. I've done them, at least, it's gotta be a million times by now. Uh, they are totally um, just native to me, but I'm doing it very intentionally so that uh, Suko has to wait before I will speak to her. So, uh, without kind of looking as she walks into the room as he's passing through uh, the different strokes and steps, he um, says, you wouldn't mind making your com- yourself comfortable, Matsu-san. I will be with you in just a moment. Comfortable? Um, she just sees. <laughs> uh, he, um, I think, breaks um, the like line of sight that he would normally be keeping towards, uh, towards his opponent. Um, and he says, yes, please get comfortable. I can't recall being comfortable with you in this dojo for at least many months now, my lord. And I do not wish to do it again. He, uh, I think he just, I I think he's like, internally, he's just like laughing. Um, but he says, well then, I suppose if you are, so uncomfortable here, let us try to make your time here short. Tell me, Matsusama, how are you going to be spending this auspicious occasion? What do you think that uh, you would like to occupy yourself with today? And I'm trying to figure out what she's fucking doing. I will be doing what everyone else is doing and celebrating the beautiful union between your brother and his bride for the sake of our two clans. 
Um, he, I think, puts his um, sword on a rack and um, sort of, uh, I think, picks up a towel and sort of um, just, you know, dabs uh, himself very slightly. Didn't really need to, but um, he says, and how are you intending to celebrate today? Are you going to be celebrating on your own? What does whether I am alone or not have to do with you? Hasn't. Hmm. I just. Well, I. I still wonder sometimes. That is all. Um, I'm not sure of how. Trying to work this towards the thing that I want. <laughs> what is the thing that you want? I want to know, like, what shit she is trying to do that is trying to fuck up my my plans here. Because I know, because I'm trying to make sure this all goes off without a hitch, and I need to basically. I want to know what she's doing so that I can make her uh, like distract her and make her have to do something else. Okay, uh, have you been intimate with this person recently? Not recently. Are you free of other distractions? Absolutely not. Uh, are you keeping your hands clean? Am I keeping my hands clean? Because it's starting to feel like I might not be. You're too involved. So do this six. You're too involved to see this clear. It is an eight. So you only can ask one question. Select it well. What are you planning? Um, so her plans are just to be opportunistic. Uh, if she sees anything, um, like small things that she can take advantage of or take control of to just make the day a little bit rockier, um, so that it just messes with how Arasso wants everything to be like perfect and controlled. Like she wants to give him like the worst headache, um, not in ways that will destroy the Alliance strictly. I don't think she's thinking in that grander scale, um, but she definitely just wants to like make you angry. And then I think, uh, Charlie, you also get to ask me a question. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, let's 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 lean into Matsuzuko just being herself. How does your character feel about Matsuzuko? Um, I mean, I think there is still some. There is like a lingering affection there, even though uh, you know it's more of a, like it's it's nostalgia. I think it was just ah, I remember the good times, like you know, when they were able to just be in love with each other. Um, now he, I think in spite of that, sees her as kind of just constantly something he has to be concerned with, something she constantly, like, he, she is just constantly on the edge of being a prog or a problem. But uh, he wishes it wasn't that way. Uh, I miss Red, so you have another question, too. Oh, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have two questions, and they have a third one. How could I get Suko to, I think, direct her efforts away from what I'm doing here and towards, I don't know, someone else? 
Mm. I think if you uh, either redirect the anger and annoyance onto someone else or give her a reason not to be angry with you. So, like, you could turn this into let's dunk on Yakimo or let's make her my brother's problem. Hmm. I quite like... I do quite like the idea of getting... (laughs) Just getting Suko mad at Yakimo for no reason. That's very funny. Um, do I know anything about previous interactions between you and Yakimo? Anything that would like that has happened that I might be able to kind of press on? Oh yeah, he he threw wine at her face last night. No. Like in public. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got it. Um, he uh, turns to her and says, I know it seems unrelated, but I heard that last night you and Nita Yakamoto-san found yourselves in a little bit of a confrontation. I see i i don't know if i want to spot try to spot something out of place because i really like the idea of after what happened with sukune for her to just be like oh he doesn't like completely hate me um like rebound rebound um like maybe i should just take him up on this and we can like one day be bros again um so have you been intimate with uh, with him recently not recently. Are you free f- of other distractions? Nope. Are you taking control of this situation? Uh, no. Okay, so 2d6. 2d6. Twelve. Okay, so two questions. Two questions. Um, hmm. What's uh, Arasa hoping to get from doing this? I know for a fact that I just heard your cat uwu. I, did, I just heard that and no one can say that I didn't. Um, Aratsu is hoping to actually get pretty much what he said pretty I mean, like in a, in a pretty straightforward way. He just doesn't want Suko to be um, going after him and honestly, he doesn't give a damn if it means trouble for Yakamo. That's that's a that's a later problem. So if it means that she's not on his case, uh, he is happy to help her in this. I don't know if that was a good answer to the question. Was it? No, no, it works. It works. Um, and I guess, like as well, um, what are you planning that requires me to not be getting in the way? Like, why do you need this day to just go off without a hitch so badly? Like. Um, I need to look good. Um, yeah, I need to look good both in the eyes of the rest of the clan, but also like I need to look good in front of the Phoenix and look good. Um, you know, like just like I'm trying to maintain my image here, um, as sort of this powerful figure, um, so I need to look good. I need to not look weak. 
Um, and if anything goes wrong with the wedding, I know that that will damage my reputation. I can't have that. Okay. Um, then I think what I'm going to try to do knowing this is take you up on the offer and I'm going to promise to, you know, uh, maybe keep Yakimo busy, but maybe keeping Yakimo busy is, is actually just, uh, finding ways to use Yakimo as a way to make things worse. <laughs> I'm kind of bouncing between like, uh, you know, annoying Arasso and leaning into like, ooh, romance. Um, but if she knows she's not getting that, so she might just be like, yeah, set the crab on him. Fuck it. So who has been listening to this conversation? Yeah, so Chibetsukune, uh, do you work at the dojo? Not really. <laughs> uh, I guess the question here is also, do you work out at the dojo? Hmm. Are you dressed to blend in with the other people that are exercising around? I'm not sure I would be because I'm supposedly looking for a seamstress. <laughs> yeah. So are you in over your head? Definitely. So roll to the six plus two. Ooh. Okay. You managed to get away having listened to this conversation, having listened to Arasu's plan, have you listened to how Tsuka was insulted by Yakamo, that they're brute there to offend the woman that you love. But as you make your way out of the dojo, someone saw, saw you. Who? Well, I guess the other person that could be at the dojo would probably be the himbo. <laughs> Yakumo. Oh, that's an interesting thing. So, Yakumo, how have you been entertaining yourself in the Temple of the Future? The Lion claimed to be such great warriors, and I have spent every waking moment observing their prowess. From their dojo to their training grounds, I have watched them practice with their toy weapons, and I am displeased. This is the greatest the Empire has to offer. The right hand of the Emperor? Pah! I am so upset. I will take myself to the dojo, where I will angrily work myself into a sweaty fury to burn off my displeasure. Yeah, as you are approaching, you see Matsutsuko go inside one of the dojo rooms, and later is no one else but Akodwarasu, the Lion Clan champion. And... You see snooping around a woman in uh, Shiba armor that uh, does not seem to be doing exercises at the dojo. And she seems to hang out very close to that room. So to the point that you are certain that uh, she is following with a lot of attention what is happening there. And she very quickly rushes out of the building and she passes near you, barely seeing you, which is pretty unusual. That's usually not the fact that happens. And you realize that uh, something that she heard caused her to live in a rush. What do you do? Suko and Arasa are still in their room, right? Uh, you don't know. 
I think uh, Yakimo will uh, set down his 5,000-pound deadlift bar and um, go see if he can track down the little phoenix. Yeah, uh, Tsukune, where do you go that you think you will be safe? That's a good question. (laughs) Where will I go? Hmm. Probably somewhere close to my wards. Yeah. Well, let's make it simple. You'll go back to the one place where you know that Suko is not, which is the garden where she was meditating just a hour ago. True. Yeah. Uh, and to your surprise, you see there, instead of Tsuko, you see the massive crab, the one you heard so much about, the one that insulted the woman you love, Hidayakamo. This is not safe at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Yakamo, you managed to find the little phoenix. As you expected, they will be coming through the shortest way back to the the guest house. Little bird, I saw you head off from the dojo in quite the hurry, and I must say, as two fellow outsiders in this lion hall, I can feel a similar urge. Perhaps it is best not to be alone in a time like this, but instead you could have someone to lean on. Uh, Oh, uh... <laughs> she looks um very surprised. Uh he's a son. I well I, I was just looking for a seamstress for my uh heart and well couldn't find anyone at the Zojo so I came back. A seamstress, you say? While I may have no delicate touch of an artisan, I am known for my use of needle and thread. A warrior must be able to repair and maintain his own equipment, after all. What is the piece you require my assistance for? Uh, I'm afraid that... Um, this piece that I require assistance with um, needs someone with um, more delicate touch. Uh, you see, I Isawa Kaizen needs um, some help with her. Um, Say no more. You mean to tell me that the bride of the upcoming wedding needs assistance, and our noble hosts, the lion, have not stepped forward to fix the issue yet? (sighs) My lady, allow me to help you in this task. Yakima will begin um, walking around, knocking on doors, saying, Lion! Great lion of renown! I wish to speak to Arasau, wherever he may be. Sukun is just hiding her face. (laughs) 
Yeah, so what do you want to do? Me or Sukune? Yeah, Sukune, how she's reacting to that. <laughs> Deep inside, she just wants to run away. <laughs> um. Hmm. Yeah, uh, honestly, I think you can just run away. If that is all that you want to do on the scene. It would be rude. I can't do that. <laughs> it won't be rude. Uh, yeah, but you are also not stopping, so you just stay there on that scene. Uh, so you are demanding what you deserve So from Arasu. So are you offering something of value in return to Arasu for him to coming to see you personally? Absolutely not. Uh, do they love you in this moment? You better believe they do. Arasu. Fucking no. <laughs> Are you the center of attention? You're goddamn right. Okay, so roll to the six plus one. It's a six. Okay, so you're doing that. And you hear the telltale sign of still being drawn just a millimeter away from their shit. And you turn to see a bald woman staring angrily at you. Hideyakamo, as I expected, it is way too easy to find you. On behalf of my brother, I challenge you. Ludo, can I use the hard to pin down ability I have? Yes. Uh, I would I would like to do that. Uh, yeah, so let's see if you can uh, remain aloof or coy. So, are they being cruel? Uh, no. Are you in public? Yes. Are you the center of attention? You better believe I am, baby. Uh, okay, so roll 2d6. It's a 9. Uh, plus 2. Which means that... Yeah, minus two. They take a hit on their roll. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, tell us how you act aloof and dismissive to deny their challenge. Hitomi-san, is that you? I couldn't quite see you under the glint of your bald head. I thought it must have been a very shiny rock. And as you're familiar, on the wall, we stand on rocks, not fight them. And you can see that Hitomi is too flustered. She was not expecting you to refuse and dismiss her like this. And there are a bunch of lions basically pushing her gorgeously away. And as she is pushed away, you can hear her point at you. You will not get away with it. I will have my revenge. You will eat the dirt of the lion lands. You will go home in a box or toothless. Hitomi-san, a toothless Yakimo is only a better delight. Okay, uh, so Tsukune, uh, how do you react to this? What just happened? Or do you want the opportunity to just get the fuck out? I am... <laughs> I think I will respectfully walk away. <laughs> From whatever is happening here. Yeah, 
And let's get to another scene. Tutsuko. So you just escaped through the other entrance to the dojo and you just felt betrayed by Tsukune and Arasu extended this olive branch to you. And there's something happening in the complex somewhere, a lot of shouting, which you don't know what that is about. Where do you go to reconsider your next move and how you're going to change your strategy, if at all? Well, I guess the, the strategy isn't uh, to annoy Araso so much anymore. I think the strategy is her, her current impulse is to say, well, how can I, how can I make uh, the wedding go well instead of how can I make it not go well? Um, so I think um, she's going to maybe, I think she's going to seek out uh, Choturi maybe. Um, like I want, I want to uh, do something with Brad cause he hasn't had a go for a bit, but I'm not quite sure like what to do. Um, what's my, do I have a, no, I don't have a link with Totori. Um, yes, you do. Oh, we, no, I don't. I do. Yes, you do. They are also after Tsukune. Oh yeah. Shit. Hmm. And you know, maybe you, maybe you have doubts about, uh, about her because this probably Tuturi made them move on her. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then on his wedding day, um, may, okay. Okay. Um, maybe what I want to do is, uh, I'll go to Tuturi to, I'm gonna try to say that Sukune caused a huge, like, seen somehow like i um and uh you know like last i saw her she was looking for a seamstress for your fiance's dress and like uh, and then you know there was a fight and i think i heard that someone got challenged like that kind of thing just so that maybe he uh maybe he's like oh it's a kune it's a ton of trouble yeah so to twitter how would you react to tsuku approaching telling you all this stuff there's definitely a look of confusion when Suko approaches at first. You know, Totori is close to his brother enough that he knows that something happened there. He kind of assumes there's going to be trouble. And then was just to mention that Sukune is in trouble and needs help. Um, he does wait until Suko catches him up on, you know, she's looking for a seamstress and just... Suko-san, you've explored every inch of this castle with my brother. You know where the seamstresses and tailors dwell. And I recommended one, which is why I find it so strange that rather than passing this information on or seeking them out, she's found herself somehow embroiled or in this awful situation. I, I have to question if she might be trying to... Well, I, I don't want to insinuate anything, but my own focus would be on making sure that my ward's dress were repaired rather than being involved in minor scandals such as this one. Well, Tsuko-san, I, um, I look at a convenient sundial to see how long it is until the wedding. Um, <laughs> I, I suppose I'll go and help Sukune find her way to the seamstresses. I mean, I have no objections to this. Are you sure everything's all right? I don't, 
Akoda-san, you've you've always seen the best in people, and you've always had a a kind, caring nature. I I just don't want you to assume the best in someone if they may in fact be acting out of well. I, I don't want to speculate on on what's going on with the Phoenix who are here. Like, is there a is there a move for like um, trying to convince somebody of something like that? Or I think either I have to accept what you're telling or accuse you of lying, which is a move. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, the honest is on them. Yeah, basically everything is true unless they accuse you of lying. Cool. And they and they have the power of retroactively making it a lie. You know what? Because I, I do think this is going to lead to the most drama. Tsuko-san, what do you mean by that comment? Okay, are you accusing me of lying now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, do you have an audience? I mean, do peasant servants count? I will enter the scene if you need an audience. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at this point, having someone dramatically enter to help refute Suko's drama causing could be effective. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but that's probably uh, a consequence of the role, so let's go with no. Do you have evidence? No. Are you handling things head-on and without guile? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so 2d6 plus 1. A 10. Ooh. Ooh, so you can choose (sighs) 2. All right. I'm definitely going to take you are right despite what the audience has seen. Do I want to make Suko admit she was lying? Or surprise, scare, or fluster Suko? You know, that is the hard call. So what I'm going to say is, and I'm going to choose to surprise, scare, or fluster Tsuko. Tsuko-san, mm-hmm. just because you're upset at how your dalliance with my brother played out does not mean you need to come in here and attempt to ruin my happy day. Shock. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> So what means to be right on this context? Um, the, the Phoenix are not here to cause trouble. They're not attempting to... The Kaede's dress being genuinely torn. It's not some sort of let's test the lion sort of event that's going on in the background. The Phoenix are genuinely just here to strengthen the alliance. Yeah, so, yeah, you are put back. Toturi, you will never expect Toturi to even if she doubted you, to just call you out like that. And he's putting you in the corner. Tsuko, uh, do you do something? Or do you retreat the scene and uh, try to think how you're going to get back at at, uh, Toturi? Hmm. I mean, I think think it would be fun to, to act with desperation and then maybe strike out. Like, would that be appropriately dramatic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, let's go with it. Uh, are you doing this for love? 
Um. Oh, good question. Um. She's. Uh, it's your competition for uh, uh, Tsukune's affection. Yeah. So yes, I'm doing this for love. Are you doing for this for vengeance? Um. Yeah. I think. I think there's also some vengeance, like um, because someone just called her a liar, and she will have her revenge. Are you taking control of the situation? She's gonna try. Okay, do the six plus three. <laughs> it went so well. It went so well. Okay, so you can stay here and uh, someone just call. Uh, so you either gonna storm out after uh, doing some unruly words mm -hmm. uh, and gonna make you lose a lot of faith and support from the other lion vessels that you are, have been slowly rallying around you against Arasu. And you are, so you, you can just, you know, storm out, uh, after putting, uh, uh putting Tuturi on his place and lose all the favor that you have gathered with the other, uh, vessels, or you can try to regain control by, forcing your honor against uh, uh, Toturi's honor and dueling out for which side yells the truth of this uh, argument. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's duel. <laughs> All right. Okay, so how does this look? How dare you insinuate that I would ever do or say something like that? Okoto Toturi, I challenge you to a duel. <sighs> If that's what you wish, Suko. Pointing at the nearest, probably terrified servant, Fetcherasu. So, uh, Akoto Taturi, how do you react when things calm down and people leave and you realize that uh, you just got yourself involved in a duel one hour before your wedding? Um... Well, I'm not very happy. Um, I guess I do have to tell Arasu and make sure he approves and, you know, see and put up with that reaction. So I'll have Arasu brought to me and uh, ask it and tell him. So Arasu, a poor servant, has to call you again to talk with your brother as you are putting the last details on the ceremony and somehow keeps interrupting you. Um, at this point, it's a little bit more abrupt than it was earlier. I kind of come striding into the tent and I am definitely frustrated, but I'm trying to kind of keep a nice face on because I don't know what's happened yet. And I say, yes, younger brother, I am very busy at the moment. I think that's not his voice. Hang on. Yes, younger brother, I am very busy at the moment. What can I do for you, please? And you could make it hasty. I would appreciate it. Arasu-sama, I have a duel I must attend to before the ceremony. You what? Between myself, between myself and Suko, I would like your approval. Explain to me the circumstances of how this duel came about. Um, I, I tell, I mean, the whole truth that Matsutsuko came in may have made an implication that the Phoenix were attempting to cause a problem with the wedding. And 
I responded by calling by calling the truth that she's a liar. I am just seething with rage right now. Um, and I'm kind of conflicted because I think on the one hand, I actually wouldn't... I have very conflicting feelings because there are still feelings there for Suko. And I certainly don't want my brother to get hurt or like any shame to be brought to the clan. But also, that is a significant insult to... Uh, to our guests, which I, I cannot tolerate. Okay, so it seems like you are processing your feelings out loud. So ask each member of the audience if they are rooting for you. And this means all of us. Okay, uh, well, then I'm just going to go down the line. Uh, Charlie, are you rooting for me? Uh, yeah, like, why not? This, this, is, this is a shitty situation to be in. Okay. Brad, are you rooting for me? Absolutely, because this can only get more fun. Okay. Uh, Evan, are you rooting for me? We have not talked yet. No. As audience. No, yeah, I'm talking, I'm asking Evan, not Yakimo. Oh, Evan, not Yakimo. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm always rooting for you, boo. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Melon, are you rooting for me? Okay. And Ludo? No, but it does not matter because it caps at plus three. So roll to the six plus three. Okay. This is gonna go good. Who would root for Rasu? I mean, now the blot, now the bot two, and two sidekick. Sidekick, how could you do this to me? Friendship ended with sidekick. Craig is our own true friend. <laughs> now Craig is my. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Blood is offline. <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if the blood is offline, that's not supposed to happen. Here you go, a nine. Thank you. Uh, so, a nine. Choose one. Take one and going while following up on information. The audience tells you how to get... No, okay, so I have a question about sort of the society itself for you, Ludo. Um... And that question is, would it be a thing that... Because Suko challenged Haturi, right? Yes. Okay. Could I get her to retract her challenge somehow? Yeah, the problem is... You could do that, you know, technically as lord of both of them, you can tell them to get it off. But it would be, you know, being a step... Over, you know, a kind of overstepping your uh, uh, your authority because you know the same rules that make you their lord also mean that they get the right to duel it out. So it's like you are exerting your rights as lord, but you are kind of skirting your obligations. Um, okay, then. So and considering that you are already, you want to look good. You can easily stop this, but it will not make you look good. Um, then I am going to take um, the audience reveals a crucial event going on outside of view instead. Okay, so uh, audience, do you have any ideas of what might happen as this duel was declared? So if it's as the duel was declared, does that mean it like it can't involve uh, Totori and Suko? It has to be like outside. Like NPCs and yeah. Yeah, no tutorial, no Tsuke, and of course, uh, uh, no Arasu. The question was, Evan, we as the audience can now reveal an important, relevant piece of information that's uh, 
happening outside of you? I mean, we do have Phoenix. What's yours? Oh, I have a good one. What if someone is switching the swords up for live steel? <laughs> Ooh. Were you two going to duel with wooden swords? I doubt we would be allowed. <sighs> As like revered lion general daimyo and commander, you're going to play with fake swords? No, that's fair, I guess. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, someone, someone switches out the swords for Tetsubos. <laughs> who could it have been? Who could fucking that have been? Um, I mean, we do have Phoenix present. Someone telling them would definitely complicate the situation because Phoenix claimed to hate violence, and this is violence in a holy place during an important day. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, on the meantime, you can see uh Shiba Tetsu coming inside uh, Kaede's uh room and uh, she seems to be fighting off tears as it reveals it seems your husband to be got himself involved into a duel with one of the guests and Kaede suddenly recaps he what what nonsense is this? No, 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 no. This cannot happen. We cannot have a duel, blood spilled, and then proceed with a wedding. No, no, no. This has to be stopped. Uh, Tetsu stops for a moment. Is everything okay, my lady? No. I just got the news by the message of the spirits that it happened again. No, it happened again three times. Another elemental master died. And not only that, there were other two priests that died after unexpected backlash when interacting with spirits as they rejected even the safest prayers. We should get done with this wedding and can go back as fast as possible. I cannot keep this secret for any longer. I need to take my place at head of... Oh my god, it's just three of us now... I, I need to step up as the head of the elemental council. You need to take your place as the champion and we need to put things in order before, before anyone realizes how bad the situation is and how little control we have over the situation anymore. <sighs> A duel is the last thing that I need to know. Let's get on with it. So we go back to Arasu and Taturi. Well, I was totally prepared for that. Um, I... And just fuming in silence. And I, after a moment, say, this duel will be allowed. Thank you, my lord. Okay, uh, Tatori, how are you going to get ready for this duel? Um, Tatori's going to find his second. Who's going to be? Well, normally he would ask Arasu, but that is clearly wrong. Arasu is Suko's lord as well. He can't ask Sukun. He cares too deeply for her to have to watch him die and kill him, if, or, you know. So he goes to the one person who he can trust to be the perfect second, and he goes to find Hida Yakimo. So, Yakimo, you heard that there is going to be a duel, and you're probably wondering uh, why were you not present when this happened. So you can see the Kitsu priests preparing uh, a sacred site and purifying it with salt. And what are you doing as you see the preparations for a duel being laid out? Yakimo is standing, arms 
crossed, Tetsubo planted between his feet, full plate armor equipped, glaring at the field where they are preparing the duel, scowling at the waste of time and resources going into this. Where is the great challenge of warriors? No, this is no duel. This is this is the pretending of little boys. So Tutori, I will approach this. Um, Totori knows Yakimo fairly well. They've bandied um, clever words before. He walks up to Yakimo, just not sneaking, just approaching from the one side. Hidasama, I'm glad to see you here today. Totori-san, I hear you are involved in a challenge of muscle and steel. Tell me, who is your opponent this day? Matsutsuko. Yakimo's. Oh, go ahead. She has disparaged my fiance's family. Atrocious. On the day of your wedding, no less, this is unacceptable. My lord lion, you must take me as your second. I will not allow such an insult to pass on such a sacred day. Yakimo-san, you honor me. I would pleased to have you as my second. Now, where is your Tetsubo? We must see that it is prepared for the duel. Yakimo-san, the Tetsubo is your weapon, and you bring much fame and honor to it. The sword will do just fine for me. If you insist, my lord, but I will stand ready with my girthy hammer in case anything goes awry. Um, with it, with Yakimo as his second, Tatori is waiting. We still have to technically set a weapon, I suppose, but... Yeah, so Tsuka, what are you doing? I mean, you're gonna... At the same time, you're gonna run... You're gonna ruin the, this wedding, and you're gonna humiliate your rival for uh, your beloved's affection. Yeah. Um. So... I feel like it just makes sense to have one of my muscular friends be my second rather than uh, look for like a, another character, maybe. Um, I don't know what to do at the moment. <laughs> um, uh... Charlie, would you, ob- would you object to me entering this scene as Suko contemplates her second? Oh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> like she's, she's, uh, yeah, she's, um, sitting in some other, like in her quarters, um, just like going through in her head, like, uh, which of her, um, large muscular friends is going to be her second. Um, then there is a sharp rasp at your wooden paper door as a very large figure knocks outside. Suko-san, I wish to speak with you. <sighs> what do you want, Hida-san? Apologies, my lady lion, but is it not common courtesy to open the damn door when talking? I wasn't aware that the crab knew about common courtesy. Very well, come in. Yakimo enters and then crosses his arms and says, It seems to me that you have not arrived on a second as of yet. What of it? Well, with a lady like yourself, such many resources and loyal muscle to call upon, I must admit I am confused as to your hesitation in the matter. 
it is not hesitation because they are not skilled or not able to carry out the responsibility. It is because they are all capable of carrying out such responsibility. It would do me no good to simply choose one of them at random when such an act would not take into consideration their many talents and skills. All of that is a fine consideration, and one worthy of you northern commanders, but when selecting a second, you need to not weigh the weight of their arms and their loyalty to you, but the impact they will have on your opponent. I ask you, Lady Lion, why have you not asked Lord Arasau to stand as your second? After all, he is your lord, sanctioned the duel, and you two have a long past together. Would not asking the Lion Lord as your second prove that it was all water under a bridge? You truly think he would be my second in a duel against his brother? There are many, many stereotypes about your clan, Hida Yakumo, but I did not think that you would live up to this one. Are you telling me the Lion Clan champion will refuse to stand as a second for one of his daimyo, a loyal warrior whom he trusts greatly? You seem very intent on having him as my second, Hideyakumo. I wonder what it is you get out of it. My lady, there are many things I am getting out of my visit here. I'm sure you could find out some of them if you're interested. And I will leave. Kevin, <laughs> you absolute mad lad. <laughs> See, I guess the, the real reason I haven't asked Arasso is because um, I thought Sam had to go to work. So <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, uh, the, the main question is, was Sukuna listening in? I'm not sure. I think she was probably be actually trying to do her job this time instead of listening around. Okay. Well, you cannot because you'll find your interest and now you cannot find your word. So if you want, you can be on the scene. I am always down to bump into Sukune leaving the scene. <laughs> well, that needs them to fail. Okay, then I I suppose I could be listening as I now look for Kaede. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now you're looking for Kaede. <laughs> With the same stress falling behind you. Seriously, where is everyone in this castle? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you, are you doing your work around the Matsu family complex? Yes. Are you dressed to blend in? Yes. Uh, are you in over your head? Yes. Okay, roll the D- 2d6 plus 3. Ten. Okay, so you have, you can choose between two. You get away without being spotted, or you can ask Tsuko or Yakamo a follow-up question of your choice. What, like... Sukune directly asking them, or me as a player? <laughs> uh, basically, a thing that Sukune learns because that was not apparent from the conversation by listening in. But of course, if you choose that, they know that you were listening in. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
then no, I am skedaddling away. <laughs> okay, so you heard Yakamo meeting with Suko and they talking about Suko learning. Uh, needing a, a second for some duel for some reason your beloved needs a second for a duel and more important you get the feeling that Camo is trying to get this into a convoluted mess by getting Arasu to champion Suko and you know because you overheard the conversation on the dojo that this to have a very tangled romantic history that goes beyond the usual bounds between Lord and Vassal. So what Sukuni does with this torrent of information? Hmm. I wonder if I should go perhaps warn Arasu about what's happening here? Why would you do that? Well... Because I am the Yojimbo of Kaede and I don't want things to get messy on her wedding day. <laughs> yeah, uh, you see now that your beloved and this Yamato, whatever the two of them they are planning, it cannot be good and... It's gonna, it's gonna ruin Isawa-sama's special day, and this cannot do. And you move along, and you prepare to tell Arasu about this. And we, it starts playing the credits. And next episode in Leones of Leones de los Leones, we're gonna see how this plays out. The Emerald Lands, their wonders and horrors were played by Ludo. They can be found at Dilethiel on Twitter and Ichio, as well as at Heroes of the Republic. Bayushi Minoru was played by Brad. He can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian. Sakai no Doji Eiko was played by Evan. He can be found on Facebook as Evan Streit, Discord as PushyMushy1871, and on fellow L5R actual play, Secondhand Strife. Soshi Yuzume was played by Charlie. She can be found on Discord as Rieselian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Asahina Hajime was played by Sam. He can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram at SJSedlacek. This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, CourtGamesPod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. www.d20radio.com